Consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are tuned in to American Gypsy Podcast. I'm your host, Gypsy, and I'm joined with my co-host. Classic. And today we have Sunset Alley. Go ahead and introduce yourself and let them know what you do. Hello, everyone. I'm Sunset Alley. I am a singer, songwriter. I was born in L.A. I was raised in New York. So now I've been back in L.A. for, it'll be three years, so I'm pretty excited. Um, you know, it just kind of sucks with this whole COVID thing, but, you know, I'm still pushing and doing what I got to do regardless, you know? And you have an, uh, a single you want to tell them about that yes. recently released? I released a single uh, about a couple of months ago entitled Within, and it's based around the Black Lives Matter protesting and rioting that's been going on. Um it affected me really bad, and usually I don't like to, like, spill out how I'm feeling. I keep it to myself, but I felt like I had to get this song out um, because it is a great message, you know, and a lot of, you know, younger females can relate as far as, like, hair and, like, you know, being uh, teased about kinky hair and things like that. So um, I have, like, a lot of different things within the song that from my experiences, and I just put it into a song. and. Um, yeah, it, I really love it. I just, you know, doesn't have the recognition it deserves, but we'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a working process. So yeah. you guys listening, check out her singles on all platforms. So one of the questions, I guess, you're originally from where now? I was born in L.A., grew up in New York. Okay, so to... Be born in L.A., uh, that was uh, also for her. To be born in L.A., raised in New York, and to be back in L.A. Compare L.A. to New York for us. Well, for one, the weather. Um, the people are very different. New York is very fast-paced. New York is very grumpy, grouchy, going nowhere fast. Um, me seeing Cali, uh, people are very superficial here. They... I feel like they don't like to say or do too much, you know. Um, they get offended real easily, which I think is kind of stupid because, like, if I'm just asking you a question, why are you immediately putting your guard up like I'm going to do something to you, you know? Um, How long have you been here? It'll be three years. Came back. Which one would you, uh, obviously, L.A., right, since you keep coming back here? Yeah, L.A. for me does it. Um, can't go back to New York. It's too cold. Yeah. You really have to have the mental capacity to handle that. Yeah, <laughs> I I used to live in Minnesota, so I understand. I've been trying really? to find, like, a, a, a warm weather place for since I moved to um, America. I've My first 10 years, like, I was born in L.A., but I was raised in Ethiopia, uh, in Addis Ababa. So 
first 10 years of my life was there. Then they had like a civil war. So that made us move to Minnesota from Ethiopia. So I've never seen snow. That was my first experience. So it was pretty dramatic. So since then, I'm like, when I graduate, when I'm an adult, I'm moving out of here to somewhere warm. And I had Cali in mind most of the time, but my siblings were in Atlanta. So that helped me escape at least to warmer weather. So what do you like about LA the most? I know we... We're we're on a podcast, so yeah, we we are um, enjoying ourselves. <coughs> we like to send a shout out to Buddha Company for keeping Baby Jeter's on deck. Also, like to send a shout out to Baby Jeter for keeping us coughing. Hey, Buddha, and bring the Durban poison back, please, Baby <laughs> yes, Jeter. If we you're need listening. that Durban poison. But um, to go back to I guess growing up in L.A. or no. Moving like here. You were saying, what does she like most about L.A.? She didn't get to answer that. Yeah, my bad. What do you <laughs> like the most about L.A.? The fact that I can get to a beach under an hour and a half. <coughs> That's, like, amazing to me because I love the water. I love <coughs> being by the beach. You know, it's my safe haven. <coughs> um, so you know how to swim really well. That's the thing. I can't swim at all, but wow. I love the beach. When I was uh, around 13, my grandfather, he threw me in the pool, and that's how he taught my dad. Hey. And so when he threw me, I freaked out, and I was like, I'm done. I don't want to learn how to swim. Oh, okay. So, yeah. For me, it was actually a positive experience. My dad <laughs> does the same thing. He's like, throw you in the pool. Yeah. Make it. Um, so since we're live here on the podcast, I can go ahead and ask, do you want to learn how to swim? Yes and no. Why not? <laughs> because my chest gets really tight. And I don't know if that's a, it's from nervousness or anxiety. I think so, because there's a thing called diverse reflex. Mm -hmm. And basically being in salt water actually is very um, beneficial in a lot of ways for the body, but also like stress relief and all of that. But uh, diverse reflex when your nose like when your body is submerged and I don't know all the technicalities but when your body's submerged and uh, you have cold water over your nose or over your face mm -hmm. um, your body kind of like surf self-regulates and like slows down your heartbeat and kind of you start to get relaxed like a lot of different things uh, inside of you starts to change and more uh, to compensate for that and it's just there's a thing called diverse reflex anyway. And being around salt water is very beneficial. So even if you're not swimming, that's why you probably like going to the beach because there's like something relaxing. Yeah. And there's something in the sand, you know, there's mm -hmm. crystals the everywhere. There's, you know, all there's of that. Connection so is there. There's yeah. a connection yeah. to nature. And but you're not getting the full experience. I'm not. I mean, I'll go in. The most I'll go up to is probably up to my waist and that's it. So, oh, one thing though, swimming pool is not like swimming in the ocean. Oh, I like know. you don't actually have to even swim on the ocean. It like holds you up. Like you're not about to actually going yeah. down underwater is is, is hard. It's hard for me to go dive. 
Like I have to in have a, a flippers on. No, no, no. no, no. no. In the pool, See, it's easy. You salt can water drown, is no different. problem. Yeah, but salt water is different. Salt water, salt water doesn't let you hold you up. So you can't oh. actually, like when I'm diving in, it's so hard. Like I can do that for 10 seconds or five seconds. Like it, it's so hard unless okay. you have a flipper to like give you some momentum uh-huh. to keep going down. That's why some of the, the, like when you see people scuba dive, they have like a tank and stuff that weighs them down. And some free divers, some free divers hold a big rock in order to walk on the ground to hold them down. But that thing is not like you'll see some of my videos like I'm just standing in the water, basically, and I'm just floating. Yeah, just like Like you don't need to you don't need to do anything. It just holds you up. Well, so how come I sink? That's in a pool. That's a pool. That's not that's different. Salt water. salt water and pools are different. Yeah. Just like salt water and lakes are different. So as yeah, well. they drop you in the pool, you to the bottom. But yeah. even at the beach. No. I you, tried it. It depends on where you are. Is if it's super shallow, that's just one thing, you know, because you have the waves. That's the waves are a very, very man, that's a, a a dangerous part to a yeah. certain it's once not, you get it's past the waves dangerous. it's like you're floating when you're snorkeling you're just floating mm-hmm. there you're not yeah. you don't have to swim you don't have to move but it's the wave part that actually the part that crashes that science of it's pushing the water and then you have water flowing back with water coming and that wave that's more of that's how you go underwater it usually would be a wave that would in the ocean that would suck a person under the water but it's not just they can't swim necessarily, and it depends. You can panic, so basically you can drown yourself. I you think that's what I do. My thing put is not even in the water and just just gonna suck you down. The more you move, and it's you gonna that's me. It's gonna put you under the water. And it's like I yeah. I actually know how to swim. My fear is even though I go out there, I'm still somewhat there's a fear, and it actually lessens and lessens every single time I go there. And we feel yeah. it. Like yeah. we can go to laguna beach and snorkel but we go in twice that day mm-hmm. i will by the second time i've already lost a bit of fear i didn't know was it like an actual thing wow like, so yeah. my fear is still going there is the fish like a shark running up on me a whale the the sea lions are pretty close to where we swim and they're curious really other fishes they're not curious they just swim around you you're the big guy they don't want to be around they're like stay away you can chase them all you want you'll never get close enough to actually interact with them but sea lions they're very (laughs) curious creatures and they're like dogs they'll be like hey what are you doing hey what you know they'll play with your camera and all that so another mindset to keep in with the ocean safari versus ocean you can go to africa go on a safari and if you get out of that truck, nature, lions are going to be like, yo, we got one. No doubt. We got, come on, oh, immediately. They're not going to wait. But you mm. drop you in the ocean a bunch of, around a bunch of sharks, and they probably swim around you for a minute to see if we want to eat this. A lion is like, we eating this, no doubt. We're going to find out if we want to <laughs> eat this. We, if, if We're we going to kill it, and if we don't want to eat it, cool. But also, sharks. in the ocean, but that's the, yeah, that's the thing. You got to keep that in mind. Take that fear away of a shark just gonna swim up on you and bite you. And they get a bad rap, just like pit they get a, just and like all black people. Stuff and, they yeah. get the same bad rap because the stuff in the ocean is 
there's people that see sharks and go swim with them just because. Oh, they, look, it's a shark. Let me go get in. They're grateful to be around them and dolphins and all other stuff. They're not. Just, and a lot of shark attacks come to spear, spear divers, spear. Um, spear fishing. Spear fishing, yeah. Wow. So it's more, oh, you can look at it like a, a defense mechanism, an ocean, you know, just kind of being protective of your neighborhood. Yo, you messing with the little homies. Yeah, I don't go that far in. <laughs> but Sorry. that's think about that level of peace that you can have when you can go out there and you're not really worried about that because yeah. you know you're very in one with nature. That's the thing. I'm not one with the water as much as I but would like to the, be. That's just the water. Now, I was, I got my lifeguard certification when I was 15. I've taught people to swim. I could teach you how to swim in a day. It's your fear. You got to take that and put it aside and allow yourself to learn how to swim and accept it. Know that I'm not going to die. I'm not going to drown here. Learn how to swim. And you learn how to swim. And that fear is gone forever. Forever. You never have a fear of necessarily drowning just because you don't know how to swim. That's me having a fear of necessarily drowning Nah, I don't, I can't say, even in the ocean, I'm more worried about something attacking me versus me drowning. Because from experience, mm-hmm. if you just lay out there and be still, the ocean going to hold you up. Yeah, so if you get tired, you can you just, just stop on your back. And- they, you hear about rip currents and stuff all the time. Yeah. And they'll tell you, if you get caught in a rip current, just don't panic, don't. Burn yourself out. Don't start swimming and stuff and burn yourself out. Just let the current go. And it's going to basically, eventually, not sure how long it's going to take, but actually they tell you to swim up the beach one direction. Just like don't swim toward the shore. Just completely swim up the beach. And get out of the current. they tell you, period, it's going to bring you back. As long as you stay on top, the current is going to make its way and it's going to push you back to the coast. It's going to push you back to the shore. Just don't drown yourself while you're out there. Yeah, just buy you, buy yourself tight. some time. <laughs> just just stay afloat, you know. Buy yourself some time. And them suits, oh man, you never had a wetsuit on. That's the amazing experience, Nothing. man. It's an amazing experience to have. And a also, on. maybe you didn't have people around that like swimming as well. So you know, I didn't like my family. Yeah. They're like, I'm going where? I don't think so. You know, <laughs> yeah. I like to try new things and do. So things, when you but. want your first swimming lesson? <laughs> Why my you got got to be in between twist, so. You know. <laughs> well, mine is oh, two yes. weeks in with a wash, so I have to wait. How long you usually wait? I get mine a week, and then I'm like, "Fuck it." <laughs> I do oh, yeah. a month. You do a month? Yeah. Wow. So you retwist every month, mm-hmm. and like, do you do it or you go somewhere? I do it. Been doing what? it for three years. You okay. just twist it, or you do the interlock thing. No, I just twist it. Okay. I just take a... That's the same here. Yeah. yeah, I use like... What do you use? White people gel. You know? (laughs) Because it's good. I use the beeswax. (laughs) For my retwisting. I didn't know how else to say it. Sorry. No, there's no right way (laughs) because, look, every time people see me... If you know it ain't in the black section, then you can... (laughs) Yeah, uh, according to my friends. Because I get his on the Jamaican section. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, every time people see me twist his hair, they're Mm -hmm. always curious because, like, there's 
you know, there's yeah. no instructions out there for the most part. Nope. Uh, so yeah, everybody wants it. to know like how, cause I've seen people do free form and they just, you know. Yeah. I have a few free form friends, but I prefer parts that way how I can control it better. Uh, yeah. I started with coils. I didn't have to cut my hair or anything. When you say coils, like a twist. So uh, she would twists? take the comb, wrap my hair around that comb and it'll do like a coil. Mm. Uh, like little springs. Yeah. 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 That was basically what I started with. Or you can start with two tra- two strand twist mm. or uh, braids. Okay. But I went the coil route. Braids? I never heard of mm-hmm. that. One. Just braid your hair and then just let it yeah. do its thing. Yeah. Mm. You know, just how I locked mine. How I b- put them together. Yeah. Even though, you know, it, it was locked. But I'm talking about with the two locks, put add the two yeah. locks together and no, just we leave combined it. combined it at some point. Yeah. yeah. No, you just cut it at some point. It just, yeah, it, it all combined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but so once a month. It's hard. I think about as far as hair, my hair wise. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you got to be strong. So your your arms are pretty strong. Oh my god. Um, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, to do this, I got like the two or three. I'm like, fuck this, yo. I'm. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen my arms so diesel. Like, man, the longer it gets, and it's like pulling on my neck, and I'm just like. I'm going to start going to the yeah. salon just so they can wash it and then I'll like take care of the rest. Yeah. It's, it's an hour. I used to braid my own hair. So I know that that's pretty crazy. Like your arms really get tired and then yeah. you got to make sure the parts are right in the back, even though like it's weird. You're pulling yeah. hair apart and. I'm talking about three. <laughs> about maybe two or three. It was like, man, my arms can't do this. <laughs> it hurts like right here. <laughs> so, yeah. I've always been getting mine retwisted. How much does it cost out here, you know? I don't know because I haven't gone to anyone. Yeah. But I got asked by guys to do their hair, and they're willing to charge 250 and up because they know the maintenance. Dude, they were going to pay you 250 Yeah. Last year, I kid you not, wow. it's like every other day, two to three guys will hit me up. I never knew. Uh, right. <laughs> like, like, you know how much I've money I would make? Guys ask me, but he's like, nah. <laughs> no. No, because no, no, no. he's not comfortable other people doing his hair. Like, I, he can't go. Yeah. yeah. That's like me. That's why I just do my own hair. But they're like, oh, could you do my hair? I'm like, why? Because yours look like that. And I'm like, but I'm not good at doing other people's hair. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's been, I've had mine for a while. I can't imagine really cutting it. I probably should close that. But um, I can't imagine cutting it, no. even though I'm a little exhausted with it. But I can't imagine really trying to either go to a barbershop. I have to go straight into braids. And I just, I don't know how I feel about braids. Like, shit, I'd be better off just keeping the dreads. Yeah. If that's the case, because. I feel like I can't uh, do it because I would need to comb my, I'm so used to like combing and just wetting my mm-hmm. hair. Like, I need to, I need water on my hair. <laughs> like, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, I need water in my hair. It's weird. <laughs> and I, I had to change up my eating, too, because that plays a part. Once you lock your hair up, you have to huh. change, like, your eating. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. It comes with the whole explain. package. Because <laughs> they say, uh, like, a lot of spiritual people say, don't cut off your hair and all that. And so I'm explain, like, why you had to change or why you felt like that. Maybe. Because, all right, when my hair was just, you know, big and poofy, right? Mm-hmm. I never took care of my hair as much. I ate whatever. I didn't really comb it. You know, I wouldn't uh, keep it maintenance. I would just get up and go, put it in this little sloppy Joe bun, and then that's it. 
right? Like no care in the world, no conditioning, nothing. And when I asked about locks and they were like, yeah, because, you know, locks is, is a dedication, right? So we're putting our everything into this beast on our head. <laughs> so once you start that transformation, I mean, it goes deeper with like Bob Marley when they talk about, like you were saying, the the roots. Antennas. Yeah, with the hair, you're not supposed to cut yeah. it because it's sacred. I mm-hmm. haven't gotten that far deep, but I have been starting to read the surface of that. But I don't think for me, I don't think it will be that deep. You know, yeah, yeah, because this is something I'm just That's like, with me, it's weird yeah. that you say that because most people think people who have locks are lazy people who don't want to take care of their hair. So they have locks so they don't have to maintain their hair or think about it all the time. And I don't want to go to the you saying shop. that is actually the complete opposite. And yeah, and it had like, why did you feel like you have to change your eating? Like, I guess that transferred into more self-care so that it did encouraged you to. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got the faux locks Very and I got compliments. So I was like, you know what? I want to make this change. Let me try the locks. That way I can still style my hair, but I won't have to be on it every second, you know, versus if my hair was just out, right. you know, and because my hair is in a style, it'll grow better, healthier. And so I just started to just really sit and think like, man, like the way I've been eating and what I've been, you know, the things I've been changing up with my drinking, like it shows in my hair, Mm. you know, it's not as uh, oily anymore. Um, It's not as dry, you know, so I've noticed that within myself. So once I changed up the diet, then I was like, all right, it works, you know, versus if you just eat, the regular things that you would normally eat is going to affect your hair mm-hmm. and it's going to show and it's going to smell. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like I can go, you know. I, I <clears throat> kind of say the same thing about curly hair because like I've seen, like I've watched a lot of YouTubers mm-hmm. to figure out how to maintain my curly hair because I didn't really embrace my curls and I didn't even know I had curls until I was like senior in high school. And before that, I was just um, so growing up, I wasn't allowed to. Well, like I, it was between straightening and um, braiding. And when I got to high school and I, I was able to straighten my hair, like my mom didn't have a problem with me straightening my own hair. Mm-hmm. So I would straighten it all the time, all the time. And with straightening, it's like you, you touch it up every day just to make sure right you get you sweat and there's a little thing Mm -hmm. so now you're like okay let me make it extra flat so you burning your hair at 350 400 degrees every single day and then it gets oily and it's just like and then like my sister maintained her hair a little bit more natural and like let it do that so I noticed her hair was curly so I was like you know what I'm gonna try it one day and I went with my curly hair and everybody had like a positive reaction. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, whoa, OK. <laughs> and after that, I was just like, hey, this was so much easier. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Straightening my hair was like an actual chore every right. single day. Maintaining with my curly hair, I can just go. But after a while, I got lazy because my hair is naturally curly and I don't need to put products to make it curly. Mm-hmm. So that means I just wash and go and I realize it doesn't grow past a certain length. 
and the older you get right the older i get because when i was younger i used to grow so it's weird what yeah so that's because we're not maintaining it so when i watched all of these girls with like huge big long i have cousins that have really long healthy curly hair and i've seen so i started going to youtube and because curly hair became big Mm -hmm. beyonce and all that so like it became a trend so now you have all of these youtubers that are helping you maintain and you can see their results so so when I did that, I realized they were doing a lot of work. It wasn't like me. I'm just like washing right. and going and letting it be dry all day. Didn't put oil on it or nothing. So through them, I learned like how to mm-hmm. like actually if I want it to grow, I need to put these products. I need to look into Ayurvedic uh, techniques because they know how to maintain their hair. And it's like I got into a whole lot of other self-care past even the hair stuff and it led me down to a lot of like weight loss stuff Mm -hmm. and a lot of things that I did to maintain like balance of my hormones and all, all of it is connected. And it's like, I, so (laughs) you saying that stuff about your hair transferring into self-care, it's like, I can get like, even you can say the same with people that have healthy, um, curly hair as well it's like you do actually have to I used to used to be random for me today I might wake up with a good curly hair day Mm -hmm. or bad curly you had no control over that or so I thought because I wasn't maintaining it I was just free form go Mm -hmm. but I realized if you maintain it every day could be a good curly exactly hair day so and that was my downfall and I got frustrated that's why I was like let me just lock my hair and see what happens but I'm not one of those you know, people that are just, oh, let me lock my hair and leave it. No, you know, like I'm an artist, you know, and I'm doing things. So why am I just just going to leave my hair? You know, like the hair's a part of me. You know, this is my image and what I'm this is what how people know me, you know. So, yeah, I mean, there aren't that many lazy people. I don't think. I don't know. Well, I can't say I don't know. For men, it's different. Good. For men, it's, it's different because. I guess women naturally know more about hair and well they're told they're supposed to know more about hair so this is more of a societal thing and what you know yep they're supposed to you know take more time to maintain themselves and the hair and so that transfer to knowing more the barbershop weight is a no-go for me Uh, (laughs) that's forever i've always lined my face even when i do go to a barber he damn near don't line my face the way i want to and trying to visualize cutting my hair and either having I, so I probably wouldn't have to go. I would continue to shave my own face. If I was to cut my dreads, I would definitely still mm-hmm. have braids or something or hair, long hair. Period. It's just um, that that weight, not waves. Now, yeah, waves. I cut my shit. I have nice waves. But I, I, and I remember maybe high school. Yeah, probably was high school. You got finger waves? Like, <laughs> no, these are just waves. Hey, it was like, I guess, shit, damn, they, that, they like that? I remember I those. Know, maybe kids don't know what finger waves is, but shit. I guess my waves are like that. But I'm confident. <clears throat> but in that case, if I had to cut it down to where it's low enough to have waves, I would have to go to the barbershop. Yeah. So it's like, shit, waves are out the window. That'll be a whole nother ordeal. Well, maybe, okay, it's different. 
I could say a private a private um barber and that would have to be the case. But then yeah. on my head here, tender, I'm always cutting up. You tender headed? Me too. It's cut up here. So when the blade when the blade touch that, it always leave me a scab line. A lot of times, at least to the barber I was going to. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a bunch of barbers out there like, uh, dude, that's just the fucked up barber that you had. Or your barber ain't know what the fuck they was doing. That's why he was cutting you up like that. And it'd be every that's the barber, main thing they say. Every barber you walk away from, like, shit, bro, you, you just, your head tender, bro. Your skin is 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 real sensitive. <laughs> like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> My bad, I had to, I'm going to have to edit out that. What? <laughs> what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> but this whole LA experience, this whole experience in general, even to break it down to talk about hair, it's so much that I want to learn about hair. Even dealing with the superpowers of from they test your DNA. I mean, they test your hair now. For drug, when doing drug testing, mm-hmm. because supposedly it stores. Oh, it stores. What else does it store? Even from your antennas, they say the longer your hair, dealing with music, it's like you know. What? The top I was going to say earlier, yeah. they d- actually did research. I, I don't know. I remember watching something or reading something um, <clears throat> where the military, had, I guess, had Native American um, soldiers, and that had long hair. They didn't cut it. And I guess it was helping them track better. And then when they actually cut it off, like they they couldn't perform the same, I guess. Like it's been a while since I've, I've read about it, but it was something like that to where I think there is some benefits yeah, to keep it. You know, like even Kenny, Kenny uh, Patchwork in Atlanta. Mm. We did the little master class and he was explaining to where you could be sitting if you listen to a speaker. And then you basically your ears get tired. You can you can basically can hear through the top of your skull. So you might find yourself like this, and that's because your brain, your body, trying to hear through the top of your head. And he even said that like hats enhance this. Having hair enhances this. It's like a signal to you know. Wow, to everything is alive. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that yeah, with should hair, encourage you to take yeah. care of your hair, moisturize, and all of that. Give us some water. It's, yeah, it's living, basically. Wow. I mean, all I eat is chicken, so maybe that's why my hair looks like this. I could say I haven't been the best of my hair. Over since I've been to L.A., I've mm-hmm. let it get dry a lot. It still comes back. And then, but even I um, changed shampoo. I don't know the name of the shampoo. Uh, Shea Moisture. Complete different texture. Did it just... Super yeah. justice, like wow, super soft. This is this is really soft. Mm-hmm. I use that on my ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is a different texture for the the thickness. That's why I said earlier I use like the white people gel for this front because it's a different texture. Mm-hmm. I don't even. And then, you, do you really twist the ends? Do no, you, no, no, I mean like the front. Yeah, but I'm saying you send the end though. No, this these, part. I use Shea Moisture for these, like, just to moisture them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. because they're thicker, so they can't take the... I mean, we don't really moisturize this this part. Yeah, see, my hair I, eats up uh, everything. Yeah. 
So I finally found uh somebody like my shit definitely. We gotta we gotta have a sound on there for a word. I mean for you know new words <laughs> that you know you press the button to, to define the word and stuff. Uh-huh. Like that. <laughs> That's gonna be a good idea. We're, we're coming up with ideas for you know to make this whole network make sense. So I like the logo. Thank you. American like what Gypsy. made you? Uh, so Gypsy was my nickname. It started out as um, like a gamer tag. Oh. Me and my siblings used to play uh, Halo, and, you know, I needed to come up with a gamer tag, a profile. So I was like, my brother was like, what about Gypsy? You know, I was having a hard time. <laughs> and he, and it, I was like, yes, because I like to travel a lot. So okay. I'm known as the traveler of the family. So was, he was just like, Gypsy, I guess the first word he can come up with to explain that. And uh, it stuck. And then, you know, we named it. American, you know, the YouTube channel, American Gypsy. And now it's a podcast as well. A whole network. network. That's cool. uh, Yeah, that's kind of how Congratulations. Appreciate it. That's that whole shift from, all right, we're going to go from recording studio to podcast network. Now we got, you know, it's not just marketing the artists, not for just for artist platforms. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a major, you know, transition. As you've seen yeah. since we've, you know, been here, it's, it's been a complete focus. A lot of people don't know it's, like, been a real fun tunnel vision um, to make manifest. And it's most of it is funded by your local downtown L.A. community. I'd like to thank everyone who has dropped pennies in that bucket, <laughs> <laughs> including Sunset Sally. Uh, Alley, uh, Sunset Sally, Sunset <laughs> Alley, <laughs> Sunset Sally, coming soon. <laughs> but, but that's that's the reality. Like what you looking at here, yeah, is gonna be a whole nother ball but game by next year. Do you have to have the Hornets here? Oh no, these are called Alebrijes, Alebrijes. Oh, because they look like the size of the hornet they had on TV. And I'm like, is that what's coming? Like, no, these are not murder hornets. <laughs> oh, okay. They, no. make, they make me itch. Like, no, uh, they're, um, they're handcrafted art from southern Mexico. And I don't have the card right on me, but. We'll put it in the description. These are friends, basically. You know, they're. I. I the lady down there, I've know you've seen the lady, the little lady down uh, at Seventh and Fig, that she sells these. There's a lady there that sells these. She's on Bay, B of A side, or no, Chick Fil A side. No, she's right there down from me. Yeah, and the escalator on Seventh and Fig. Yeah, she's usually I never right see there. Her. A little shopping. Yeah, pay attention next time you go back there. through there. Yeah, if sometimes if she's in, out there yeah. in Vegas as well. Yeah, oh. but they're handcrafted and they have them they get them from a, a guy in mexico and they sell them these are like 25 to 30 dollars so i kind of went into a frenzy one day it was like all right i got i love this color oh i love this color oh i love this color <laughs> come to find out they glow in the dark as far as Ooh. well not glow in the dark <laughs> not quite glow in the dark but under the black light 
You know, they, it's a, it's a real you know, unique color. Though. Of what, you don't like supporting the like community. That? No, well. <laughs> 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 it's just uh, it's just um, figures, though. They they actually come apart. Like if you notice, I haven't even looked over there since I've been here until now. Really? They because make when you I feel first, like that? when I first saw it, I was like, "Ooh, don't look over there." Wow. What, really? Yeah, because they're so big. Not because they're big, Ooh. though, but look, they're so pretty, though. They're colorful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to look the other way. Come on, can I? Can you want to touch one? No. <laughs> Don't do that. Do not do that. It's just that. Well, okay, what about my Goku? Look at the Goku. The Goku was about 20 bucks. Random guy walked by. Wait, is that the pink thing with the big eyes? No, that's the wood burnt uh, art. Oh, yeah. that's cool. No, that's an owl. The owl was the first thing I bought from her. Hmm. So I bought the owl, and then um, I started. Well, she bought that one, which she named, uh, was it Enlil? Uh, we haven't named all of them yet. Not all of them, <laughs> but she yeah. named one, but I haven't named I named one of them the one that's Missy. That's the mosquito. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's the mosquito right there. I named I that one. I didn't know that. We but, could have moved them. And he's talking about this on fly. purpose. No, but it's just to give you more uh, insight. I on don't need more insight. Scared but look of at the art. Like it's just artwork. They even come apart. There's no artwork <laughs> in that. Like this patterns and all of that intricate work. That you know. It's amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. Colorful. So this is something that is very interesting. I guess as we have our second guest into the studio <laughs> to see. I wanna, Well, no, we talked about them with, uh, with Louise, though, right? Yeah, we did. But they're like I our little remember. friends. They're like our little friends, honestly. When when we started getting them, it was like, okay. And you see that one right there, the Ooh. black one? He's always been there. He's he's just like I don't know. It's just then when they glue in the dark, it was like, oh my. Is that is that any is that does that was that a correct word? The what? When they glue in the dark? <laughs> I don't know. If what that's how the word. Did, what would you say right there? That's a good one. That's a, I caught that. When they glow in the dark? When they glow in the dark. When they glow in the dark, would you you would leave it? Yeah. Wait, when they glow as far as E D or just when they glow? When they glow. G L. No, but but this is when I first saw them glow though. The very first time I saw them glow. Oh, when they glowed? When they glowed in the dark? Yeah. Okay, glowed, all right. My yeah, bad. okay, my bad. I slid in glue there. Yeah, yeah. When they glued in the dark. Because I was like, what? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, that's not like my spirit was like, no, no, wait, no, go back. <laughs> <laughs> go back. Correct that. We can't ever go back through that. <laughs> Correct it. They glowed in the dark. <laughs> when they glowed in the dark. Yeah. You can get flew down to Florida. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know. You see, y'all don't know about that. That was what Trick Daddy said. That wasn't even me. That was. <laughs> oh my when, God. I remember Trick Daddy. Yeah. When you get flued down. That was. Yeah. <laughs> flued down yeah. here. Yeah. So we're definitely going to be in the business of creating 
new words and shit on this podcast. So flew down. I'm working on we're working on our new um get on. That's it. Get on. Get on. What? Get on. Yep, that's it. Get on. We just get we out here to get on. <laughs> get on from around here. That's the same thing, you know. Where y'all you, going? We about to get on. Yeah. I'm working. Well, I'm watching. I'm just I just introduced introduced it. Give it some time next year. Everybody gonna be like, when they whenever you say something, man, that ain't what happened. But bro, get on, bro. Get on. Get on. That's all. Yeah. Sound like T.I. <laughs> when you what? say get on. That sound like T.I. So it's a southern thing. What? Of course it's all. It is, yeah. Of course. Mississippi. It's a southern yeah. Get on, bro. He get on here. ATL. Get on now. Get on now. That was it. Get on. Was it get on now? I don't know. I was gonna pull it mm-hmm. together. It was get on here now. It was gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> run it. I'm about to drive it into y'all. It's gonna be on the music. Watch. Watch. Oh man, you want to review? All right. So to go back to a track that I'm going to write out a part for you. And uh, this time I'm gonna do a lot of. That's what people don't know. This time I'm gonna do a lot of my features too. When it come to music, when it come to yeah, it's not it's, it's picking me up, but yeah, it's not picking gotta, me up. Yeah. So I'm right there, you know. But uh, you're a musician. You can't be messing my up favorite filter. Like that. Oh, I use this filter for everything. <laughs> it's kind of creepy at the same time. <laughs> right. I like it. Wait, let me look at myself again. I'm glittery. trying to see something. I s- <laughs> Yeah, I, I see what's happening. I see what's happening. What? That makes that makes about right. What do you see? What's happening? I'm trying to see how that works. Because it's it's doing face recognition. Yeah. And it is putting right under. It's making the eyes oh dark. Oh my god, that's it's, so creepy. That's scary. It's keeping it's the making eyes the dark. eyes dark. It's keeping the eyes dark. No, and it's, it's putting very contacts. dark. Hmm? It's contacts. No, but uh, okay. I have my glasses on. I forgot yeah, about that. It doesn't make the eyes dark. Yeah. No, no, no. But it's using the eyes. I'm saying, what's the sensors? No, oh, when you're so like far away, it's weird. It's right. got like the, the little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the eyes. <laughs> I knew it was going. I'm like, I couldn't quite tell what the design was from further away, mm-hmm. but I saw that. What was it using to make the design or to? It you know? was well, so they use the eyes, like the face, a lot for this. Right, because I noticed it's like whatever it is that I'm seeing yeah, is coming from glitter. here. And then as I looked at it, I could see the exact design of okay, that is so it was using the eyes. It's based off yeah. the eyes. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I want to do my makeup like that. <laughs> yeah, the that just walk the street meme, meme addictions. <laughs> They're gonna be like, you all right? <laughs> yes. The camera keeps stopping. Yeah, the cart is full. We have to get another. So this whole thing yeah. won't be another. on video, but another. All good. Well, it will be on video, but I'll put. So I'm going to write out a hook and everything. I already have the verse 
So I'm going to write out, you know, it's a, I'm, I mean, you it's, can't it's turn be that a, on and not let it play. Like. <laughs> but, but, you know, we, we're still on a podcast, so we don't want to have them play the whole instrumental. Oh, but, oh I forgot. So it's, yeah, you know, they'll have to be. Yeah, they'll, thing is already be they'll have a Spotify. beat out before we have it out. Yeah, yeah, we got it out tonight. You know how they already work. Yo, yeah. Yeah, we got the verse and everything. Ain't nothing but two up. people listen to the podcast, and one of them was the guy. That we can, yo, we about to record this shit tonight. <laughs> That's how it be with us. <laughs> so, but, so I don't know if you know, I'm ba- I basically retired from music. That's how I kind of put it from like doing music business type stuff to where I, I street perform. I still do music, but even when I'm out there, if it's like uh, you do private events, it's like, no. You network with, you know, you studios? No. You're just doing it because you love it. I can do it now because, yeah. Basically, I wouldn't even say necessarily because I love it. I can do it. Mm-hmm. I love it, of course. I love having the gift to be able to do it. The 2020 world that we live in, it's like a curse to where it's best that you don't say you do me. And people might respect you a little bit more. And that's the weird thing, is it? And that was also one of these perfect platforms for this, for seeing how you want to work with an artist outside of you do music, I do music, let's be toxic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it, that's basically, and that's even people don't know that that's the approach. Even when you come up to me and want a just a music relationship like dude we're musicians music is the most sacred fucking thing i have damn near okay you 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 want me to let you tap dance on it (laughs) no and that's the that's kind of the world that we got pushed into and it's a topic even for the future just because of that threshold of you look up to this artist you wish you could work with this artist. You bust your ass to get into a league of with these artists. And now this artist act like they love you because y'all can make money together. And it's it's like, man, everybody's okay with this? This is when we get to that point, we're gonna be okay with this. And that's not necessary. That's where that's how even with the whole pandemic thing has crumbled a lot of stuff dealing music industry wise because yep. it allow you to see, yeah, if you can't come together 
with your 15 writers or your, you know, your whole squad, the whole record label, everybody, if you ain't had a backup, can you still produce some music? Can you still follow your dream? Right. Even, and not even if it's your dream, but just something you love or enjoy use your, doing. Use your music to keep you alive mm-hmm. with your own spirit. And that's where I'm a people's person. So I stopped doing music for a while. I stopped playing cello for a while. Stopped doing music for a while. So it was like thinking back to how did I, what was the people that I was coming to contact with? Mm-hmm. Crazy thing is behind the camera, you open more doors than saying I do music. So that's something that I learned in Atlanta, black Hollywood. Good. The DMV is a whole different Whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah, that's a f- find yourself fast and get the fuck out fast. Yep. <laughs> Basically, find yourself <laughs> fast <laughs> and get out. Yeah, just leave. That's where this is where you come to find yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Basically, find yourself. <laughs> yeah, to find yourself. Go to DMV to do that. You come out here to LA to enjoy yourself. <laughs> basically i think he just ran with that yeah that's how this works you gotta keep running that's how all my ideas be working or not ideas but just how it comes from what they call what's that the the ether the vortex the the connected the all yeah it's like yo this shit makes sense if i just sit here and run this shit through my head properly and look at yo Mississippi, the root. Okay, yeah, that's where I'm from. It's definitely the goddamn root. You know, there's not much flower there. Or not, I can't say flower, but there's not much. Uh, it's plenty of prosperity. It's not a L.A. It's not a Atlanta. It's not a DMV. It's like, I guess, the root. Man, that's funny how you would look at that now. Huh? Why do you call it the root? Well, no, you got, you got, but the port, that's still New Orleans. Just to kind of look at it, if you were going up the Mississippi River and if it was all a tree, most of your major places would be the top of the tree, right? So that will be the coast, Florida, going up to, what, New York, Chicago. You know, you tap around the top side, even though Texas is still, but. Yeah, Texas is still a good what's the name? But it is still for Mississippi to be Mississippi still. So much land, so much growth. So much growth. So much everything. So much everything. Once I look back at it, it's just why isn't it a LA? Why isn't it a It could do really well. Yeah. Technically, any, I mean. It's the cheapest well, place to build right now, cheapest place to buy land. If it, it was right now, and then, that's back then. That's just not <laughs> now. It's like. It's going to be. Who's not to say they're not buying up land? But it's the same. Right but it, look at it. it kind of it's the same thing that they doing with other places, just like this, just like L.A. I, it's just other places growing out as it grow out. But you would have thought. At least places like Louisiana and Alabama. 
would have uh, uh, Atlanta <clears throat> by now. Okay. Think about it. You even got Nashville. Nashville, growing place. So is Louisiana, though. Like, Hollywood is starting to go there. Your mom goes there to film and stuff, right? Right. So the land been cheap. L.A. is like, a. Hey, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. Like, could you convince a whole community of people to just like, hey, we should move to Mississippi? Yes, it could it could happen and it's possible. It could happen. It's 2020. I mean, at this point, I think people will be up for it. But why weren't they up for it from before? Because before they were asleep. And maybe. But that was the rest of the that was the rest of the places. too. Well, it, <laughs> jobs like everybody's controlled by the jobs and the industry and, you know, like. They always thought, what's in Mississippi? Like, nobody's ever advertised But everybody's thinking about cheap living. And that's the place to go, North Carolina. And, but now people are working remote. So now these small cities that nobody has heard of is, like, becoming really big. So, so would everybody, would a lot of people that work remote jobs move to Mississippi? Well, they might if they heard this. <laughs> if they know what the prices of living and if there's, you know their favorite stores and have you ever been to mississippi I, to go. I have not but i would like to go what do you think mississippi is like um maybe similar to south carolina with as far as like slaves and things like that i think there's a lot of uh slave homes <laughs> that's like the first like, thing comes up when what, wait why, what do you mean slaves why are we talking slaves <laughs> because <laughs> that's, that's what i think hear. about when i you know like Yes, that's what everybody thinks. Mississippi is a very dark place, and it's, you know, like a lot of bad things happen there. So that's the According first thing. According to, so where did you get your information <clears throat> from? Well, I mean, from reading Google. <coughs> History books. <laughs> and so this, this is where we are today. went on in the South. So. <laughs> this is where we are today Movies. in 2020. <laughs> right. To discuss but things But if I like were this. to think of Mississippi, I would think. Happy, cornbread, collard greens, neck bones. At the gas station or you mean at the restaurant? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> no. <laughs> at the gas station. No. That's, okay, so people that's listening, I'm referring to Oxford's, Exxon's, um, uh, chicken on the stick. You know, this <laughs> is one of the best well. chicken on the sticks that you used to could get around in that area. I don't know. It's been a while since I've been there, so. Chicken on a stick. Chicken on like a stick a from the stick, gas or is station. Just oh, like a from the gas station. Shish kebab kind of Shish thing. kebab. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, they did a pretty decent job with it, you know? Why your voice got hot? That means it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a long time, you know? No. Uh, it's been a long time. It's been no. a long time, you know? And I have to, I, I do kind of think, you know, I, I smoked a lot of weed back in that time, too. So it's like, but no, this is this is yeah. even Carlos. Uh, you were like, no. <laughs> but uh, I forgot where we. Were. Oh, your land though. But but that's just the whole the whole thing about being born in Mississippi, leaving Mississippi. But I I traveled to Atlanta because I grew up in the orchestra, so I remember Atlanta from Six Flags. Freaknik. And these were some going to orchestra camps there. Freaknik. 
as a young kid, we went to Atlanta during the summer for, um, this is probably, might have been elementary of early middle school. Might have been still elementary. This is with the orchestra and stuff like that. But yeah, mom and everything. But the, the Freaknik was going on in the city. Yeah, my mama bought it. Let me buy a T-shirt and everything. It was, man, it's, my mama was weird. I can go back to that. My mama was weird. I ain't, I know she probably like, boy, what do you mean? I'm weird probably right now. But <laughs> when I think about it, it's like, man, she let us buy a T-shirt with some booties on it. We was like little kids, too. <laughs> like, I was, at least I was. And I still sit back to this day and try to, like, mama, what was you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that long pause you just took. I just, as I sit here and think about it myself, I, even it's weird to talk about it. It's like, what is he even talking about? This? But <laughs> to think about it, like, I literally had a shirt with a bunch of women bent over on it with their booties on it. It might have been like 10, and it was like bikinis. Like, yeah, this voice is really booty. high right now. Yeah, that's because I'm thinking about it because I'm. I didn't even notice the change. Right. And, but I'm, I'm feeling like, man, what was going on then? But because we had an earring by fourth grade. Okay. Yeah, I had an earring fourth grade. By the time I was getting. That's the average. Uh fourth grade yeah for a boy to have his ear pierced and and the principal called really? his mom and be like hey what is up with this <laughs> this is not normal around here uh you get the little boy has an earring in his but yeah they kept all of that though he's supposed to get it when you're young i would not like a get baby, it baby. but it wasn't a thing that boys were doing then that's what i'm saying with boys getting earrings i'm 37 for everybody that's listening <laughs> i'm 37 i was born in 1983 I'm gonna really? leave it right. I'm gonna leave it right there because <laughs> <laughs> I already gave out too much. I'm running my numbers and everything right now. Like, hold on, I know what planet Wait, really? is coming. <laughs> Star splint. <laughs> it's him. It's him. No, <laughs> no. But um, yeah, it's 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 quite the experience to 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 think about that at this age. Year old daughter, and my mama let us buy a t shirt with booties on it at string camp. Like, <laughs> keep your kids away from string camp. <laughs> no, I'm just what? <laughs> no, you, you didn't catch that. That's that American Pie talk that uh, the band camp thing. It's been a minute, yeah, because we're basically, movie, yeah, that orchestra life. I don't know how many people out there in the orchestra, life. yo, orchestra kids are the weirdest. I'm gonna speak from an <laughs> orchestra kid himself. As you can see so to this day, where true, I'm at, huh? the myth is very true. Orchestra kids are the weirdest. What do you mean by that? Just a little <sighs> Man, I could go back to the prodigy violinist in our city. You grew up in orchestra, you knew her. She was young, one of the youngest around, but she was just cold as fuck on the violin. Mm. It wasn't by choice, clearly, but... To, to look at it. And we had a, I hated playing cello growing up. So I'm looking at, I'm five years old. I, I want to I be at home watching cartoons on this Saturday. You mm -hmm. know, but we here at orchestra for three hours. I don't even really like the cello like that, but I got to play it. I ain't got no choice. 
then to the kids, just from you got Mr. Lee was a conductor. He had his reputation. He had his three daughters, and they all played. No, two of them played cello. I think one played violin. But these are the daughters of the orchestra director. So, you know, that's give it some time. They ain't got no choice but to practice. <laughs> <laughs> they going to be great. As long as they stay alive, they're going to be great. But we went through middle school. So you got cadet orchestra. No, was it cadet back then? It might have been cadet, junior, senior orchestra. Junior orchestra. Yeah, junior orchestra, senior orchestra. So I lived through all of those phases in the city from cadet orchestra to senior orchestra and was never thriving to be first chair in none of them motherfuckers. I was never the one to try to practice up to get better than Mr. Lee's daughter. No, didn't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't even, I had to be forced. Even though I had a private teacher. But that's just, that was the difference. Even I still, I just, my bad, my brain just went back to the t-shirt like, wait, <laughs> does that justify just for playing, you know, for being in orchestra? That, but it's like, no, that doesn't do what was, why was my mama letting me buy that t-shirt then? It worked, <laughs> but maybe we should try that. Maybe we should try that. As I sit here and think about it, I don't know. I know it's probably making me sound crazy, but it's like. That's a whole nother topic going to that whole social justice yeah, thing. That's the whole social social justice <laughs> conversation when it comes to that. But um, Atlanta, I learned to love Atlanta from orchestra. So growing up back in Mississippi, I've got to get to Atlanta. I'm moving. I'm going to live in Atlanta, no doubt. I'm moving to Atlanta. When I left Mississippi with $400. Wow. <laughs> like... <laughs> When I left Mississippi, coming to Long Beach with $400. That's crazy. Yeah, it was more like, yo, get the fuck out of here. It's time for you to go, nigga. Everybody getting locked up, bro. You're next. You're next. You know, you've never been to jail, but hey, give it some time. You stick around this motherfucker. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) you know who your brother is. (laughs) (laughs) You're right or die, buddy. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) So it's like, yeah. Left, came out here, did a year and a half trial, and then made our way to Atlanta. Learned nothing really about Long Beach because you can go to that motherfucking whatever I longed about Long Beach is no longer there. (laughs) (laughs) The area is there, the one street, but to look at the DNA of the whole coastal structure, the whole bridge going I'm like, man, I ain't learned nothing. Learned nothing about L.A. when I was out here the first time. Because, I mean, I feel like once you come out here, you pretty much kind of get it right away. Nah. What do you mean by that? Like, well, not like, like for me, I immediately understood how, you know, Californians operate. Keep in mind, when I came out here, we were using maps. Oh, okay. 
that's a well, yeah, that's thing. different because I've been I've not been, Google Maps for everybody listening. That? Not Google Maps. We talking <laughs> what paper year for the paper maps to like Map Quest, print it out on the computer, and <laughs> we need these directions to get there. Wow. Yeah. So I'd learned nothing about California when I first from compared to what I've learned in these past three years, even just from reading an audio book from the DMV, mm-hmm. just l- like, damn, I was there. It's like, yeah. So I mean, this time around though, we drove, you know, we got to drive Uber. So that means we saw everything. Mm-hmm. Like we started off seeing, well, first I did a lot of research about LA before coming here. Cause mm-hmm. I wanted to figure out which neighborhood and, so I learned a lot about different neighborhoods and I was like Koreatown, Wilshire area, maybe that I felt like, you know, if it's mm-hmm. not Santa Monica, it would be there. But um, sorry about so that. but when we first came here, I got to see by driving Uber, I got to see like everything like from uh, Pasadena to like everywhere, basically. Sorry. That's OK. I'm OK for like another yeah, just let us know. No, know, it's this fine, podcast, it's fine. yeah, we here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was saying we got to discover all of LA, um, and meet a lot of different people. So it's like the quickest way to actually like download all of LA. Basically, mm-hmm. you're forced to drive everywhere, and you know. So we can't see why you would be anxious to to drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it is a different freedom to or, or to have the car. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I'm tired of walking. So what do you think about the music industry now post pandemic? Honestly, I still think it's still what it is. It's just that now that everything is literally online, you know, people are doing these like live shows and um you know, just trying to do something virtually, uh, I kind of think it's still the same. I don't think it's, like, progressed a whole lot, you know, or a whole less. It's just at a pace where we can't, like, go out and venue and connect. So I just think that people are honestly just trying to, like, figure out their way of, you know, how they're going to put their music out there, you know, because right now it's, like, all about content. So... You know. Do you think this would um, discourage people from even going into music period or considering themselves an artist? Yes and no. Because uh, maybe a lot of people at this time, they just feel like, well, if this is what the music industry is like, you know, then I don't even want to try or, you know, or I'll just do it for a hobby. I'm not yeah. going to pursue it as much as I know that I would like to. But I still think it's the same. I mean, I follow it, but I don't follow, like, you know, every music platform and keep up with these artists, you know? I mean, right. I know Cardi B because of WAP. <laughs> I still you haven't know? really heard. Yeah. WAP. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't, haven't really heard, heard anything. It. My reaction recorded, that would have got millions of views. <laughs> like, wow. I was like, whoa. That was a little bit uh, too much for me. I was, like, closing up my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really listen to a lot of other artists and stuff. Um, I'm a big Jeezy fan. That's the whole workout. 
um, list. I listen to um, I've been listening to a lot of crit lately, kind of a couple of repeat songs, but I'm my creative point is just random. Yeah. I can let you listen to some stuff and it's, it'll go everywhere from different styles of production. That's And that's one of the best things about retiring to where I'm finding the other stuff to use. So if I'm turning into a filmmaker, I got all the music tools that I need. Mm-hmm. If I turn into even doing this podcast wise, we got all the music material that I need. Um, I would like to do some type of artist showcase, but Working with artists, it's a different ball game. Yeah. So whether it's a showcase or just me putting on a performance, that's basically where we're at with everything. Whether this is a podcast for us or where we're offering it for somebody else, that's always, you know, that's just the options. Mm-hmm. So um, like music reviews, that's that's unlimited. I could sit here and do music reviews on my own music for a long time. Just play a beat and tell me what you think about it. Play this track. Tell me what artist you hear. Even that book over there, I want to have some discussions on that. Uh, Hip Hop. I don't know if I ever showed you that book. Mm -mm. So I got that for graduation. It's Hip Hop Immortals. So it's like I'm sure there are artists in there. We're close to the same age, so I'm sure there are artists in there that you probably know and artists that I don't know. You know, and so I would like to, even with different artists, um, just go through it and you just tell your experience on what how this artist inspired you, if it inspired you. Well, I'm a big Eminem fan. Believe it or not. That's a good start. You know, even though we haven't came across him yet. And just like saying (laughs) what artists, but you know, that's something whether it's on this episode or the next episode. What are some of your favorite artists or artists? Like, do you know who that guy is? I do. Wait. I was thinking like Raekwon or something like that. No, no, no. That's Biz. That's Biz Marquis. (laughs) That's his name. Yeah. That's Nas. Yeah. Busta. <laughs> I'm not too sure from up. Uh, what does it say? Does it say? It should say on it. Oh, Curtis, oh, Curtis Blow. Blow. Okay, yeah. Fat Joe. I can tell by the neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bronx. If that's, yeah. yeah, I could tell too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at, for everyone, wow. we're looking at Hip Hop Immortals. DMX. This is a book, yeah. Of the great legends, people that I would still like to work with, but you know, time is time. So, you know, I don't know, Rakim. That's what this is. This is gonna be a a, a fun thing to it's educating. We educating each other. Wait, is this naturally digital, or am I like what? Yeah, that's it's it's an effect. Oh, yeah, it's an effect. Yeah, you're not tripping. No, you're not tripping. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. No, you're not tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you're not tripping. See, I love LL Cool J. But okay, okay. I, like, I can't see it from here. He's 
I, yeah. You know how familiar you are with somebody oh, if yeah. you can tell upside down who they are. <laughs> I think it's because I know the book. It. Missy, Missy Elliott. Elliot. Yeah. This That's book a, is so nice. Like the pages smell great. Ugh. 20 years almost. Since she's been. Since I've had that book. What? Yes. It's funny because. You know, I also have basketball cards and stuff that I've had for like 25 years. And it's like the only thing that left Mississippi with me damn near. <laughs> you didn't take anything else? Well, those are the, some of the treasures that I kept to make sure I held on to them for, you know, as long as I'm supposed to. Safekeeping. I don't know the white boys. Never heard of it. So that's when we would like to reach out to a legend or not a legend or somebody that do know who they are and they could tell us about them. And I'm sure we probably wouldn't have the rights to play the music on the podcast, but we could still listen to the music in session Mm -hmm. and get an idea of the artist and still talk about it and have a conversation about it. So you're big on hip hop, right? No. No. Like I'm bigger bigger on music. Well, as far as like who you like listening to from like the Biggie Tupac. Nah, uh, I'm not. I can say just being honest, who I don't know, lyrics I can't recite. Mm-hmm. Nah, not compared to people who are real hip hop, who are really big on hip hop. It's like I like the storytelling of Nas, even as a producer from you know, inspired by from Wyclef John and the um, organized noise. We grew up on Outcast, of course. Anything that can create a vibe that you can showcase your skill, your talent. That's more. Hip hop has changed so much to even just the definition of approaching a song. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, it, for us, for me, when I started producing, yo, it's every you bring your own style to the to the track. So it's not necessarily do you have a um a rap sheet for of songs that you've rapped on before. It's more like can you create yourself to this in particular vibe? And even just- if you yeah, if you cuz uh, for us, when you when when we first when we was first starting in Mississippi, anybody would come in the room and they would be inspired to write something. If even if they I'm not an artist, man. I'm going to let y'all do what y'all do. And then get in there and see how the creative process is working. And it's like, all right, man, fuck it. Let me try. Let me see a pen and paper, man. I'm hearing something. Let me try something. And phew, we'll throw anybody in there to make it work because we know how to make it work with them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what producing is. So using it to a certain way, you know, it got to where, all right, we know these people can make anything work, but we're going to use it in a, a fucked up way. You know, we're going to use it to make this kind of music versus making this kind of music. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let the artists be free. We're going to tell them, no, when you come in, you got to have only this style and it got to sound like this. And so therefore now you're limited to styles. Nobody really has a style anymore. You can't bring any type of track that doesn't sound trap mm-hmm. and everybody enjoy themselves. Like, yo, this is not necessarily a hit, but I'm going to do my fucking 16 bars I'm going to snap on this motherfucker. It's crazy, <laughs> that world. like I miss that world. And even now they're doing this versus battle stuff. I like how Will I Am addressed the whole Buster versus T.I. thing and understanding. And he made a good point out of it because it's just too, and even T.I. even said it. 
it's kind of two genres, two different genres of music. Will I am looked at it well, gave it more of a you know bust of praise, but even like Ti was saying that it's just not the same kind of music, and it took a little time for me to even look at the pers- pers- perspectives that it was given. But yeah, you miss that time where you can take a twister and take Buster and take you know mystical and take you know just a collective group of styles. And just, yeah, go rough on a track. Now they're calling it a versus battle. Let's play our old hits. That's not a versus battle. The versus battle is, hey, I'm about to go into the studio. I'm going to drop my verse. It's going to go hard. It ain't going to be talking about nobody or necessarily. It's not directed to say that, you know, you're not nothing. It's not a I'm disrespecting somebody type of thing. You just approach the the track whether it's we talking about love whether we talking about uh walking up the street we talk we telling a story let's just tell a story so we, we gonna see who can tell the dopest fucking story in these 16 bars not you know and that's basically what your versus battle should be like let's create an album of this versus let's go back and spend these royalties of somebody else's masters basically on garbage. Yes. And then we're going to act like, no, this is the best stuff because we didn't let the stuff that's better through. We know there's a lot better music out here, but it didn't make it into this league. So why didn't it make it? Because it wasn't good enough? No, because we just didn't want to. We set up a barrier so that it couldn't make it into this league. So now we're the best with our 16 writers and 40 producers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The amount of credit, the people in the credits of every song is ridiculous. I will say that I didn't know that until I actually started looking and noticing that, Oh my God, you have, why do you need how many writers and how many producers and how many, like, that's crazy. Because I need to connect with my fan base. Because the fans need to know (laughs) how much originality or how much of yourself is in that song. Like if you're over here having so-and-so write your songs and -and so-and-so make your, like, we need to know that how much of it is really you. Because as a music fan, I'm like, thinking like that's actually the expression of that person like you know by listening to their music you can kind of get to know them a little Mm -hmm. bit better but that doesn't seem to be the case if you have a bunch of writers and a bunch of you know all of that crap and you can't make the song your own like ew yeah it's not coming from your soul i would never want anyone other than the way you make me feel i won't have like someone else uh help me you know write a track because i'm like i've gotten so good with writing my own music now yeah i'm like i don't need anybody to you know and it's 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 different if you're like in a in a like you have somebody that you can feed bounce ideas off of and it can help you express yourself a little bit better Mm -hmm. but it's another thing when you're like oh here's a song already written and you're just grabbing it and now it's a business transaction and you just like which is how some of this on the larger scale how it works and it's like 
I don't know how how much the fans know that and it's being sold to them like this with a story and all of this, but do they care? Yeah. Nope. I Beyonce guess not. don't write half of her thing of her music. Yeah. yeah. Look where she at. But she knows. But how I can good. feel her music. It comes from her soul. I mean, that's about it. <laughs> you mean when she performs it? Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, Cause I wrote a song just like that about two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna stroll this thing on down, man. These podcast. What is this episode ten? <laughs> so I think this is episode ten that we are completing. And we would like to thank Sunset Alley for stopping by for the first time. <laughs> What's happening? And also, um, feel free to uh, yeah, let, let them know, know where to find you. Where to find you? I can be found on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, I got my Twitter back up and running after six years. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. What was that about? It was a fight. A lot of things went on with my account. Uh, um, but yes, uh, sunset underscore Allie, A-L-E-Y. Okay, and it will be in the description. YouTube, anything like that? Website uh, I have a YouTube, but I don't Spotify? really disclose that because, you know, I'm still building that. Spotify? Okay. I am on Spotify. I'm on uh, iTunes. Uh, every platform, literally every platform. I'm in. I'm being played in Japan, in Spain. Dope. Um. Yeah. So, check me out. And as always, you can find us at American Gypsy on um on Instagram. Sorry, I had a brain freeze there. <laughs> Let me redo that. You can find us at American Gypsy on Instagram as well as American Gypsy YouTube channel. And we have merch at Luam Lee uh, on Instagram and then luamlee.com uh, for our Shopify store. Um, classic.com, K-L-A-C-C-I-K.com for um, website service, graphics, photography, all of the above, uh, as well as podcast service. We are offering um, four-person, four-mic uh, podcast service in downtown LA. So let us know if you need help with that. We'll do custom jingles. We have royalty free music and different things like that to get you up and running. So we'd like to thank everybody for listening and hope you enjoyed this episode. Definitely subscribe, like, follow, donate. We're building one day at a time. Consistent self-improvement. And we are one beat a day, one beat away from the lifestyles that I'm gonna live. One beat away, one beat away, a heartbeat away might be the day.